Glory to Jesus Christ. Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish presents Light of the East, a program revealing how the Eastern Catholic Churches have nourished the Roman Catholic Churches and today's world in profound ways through their histories, traditions, mysteries, and spirituality. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, pastor of Annunciation of the Mother of God Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois, and this is a story of the Eastern Churches, an inspiring story of faith, courage, intrigue, mystery, spirituality, dissension, and reconciliation. But most of all, this is an expression of a great experience of faith through our unique divine liturgy. Join with me now as we look toward the Light of the East. Light of the East is also supported by Eastern Christian Publications, where you can find the prayers of the Catholic Byzantine Daily Office at ecpubs.com and by easternchristianmedia.com, a broadband network for you to learn more about the Eastern Catholic Churches. That's easternchristianpublications.com and ADC Media, producers of fine Catholic programming like Light of the East, Glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome to Light of the East. I am Father Thomas Loyer, your host. I and my church, actually the whole church for that matter, and the Eastern Catholic churches worldwide in particular, and most in particular, those Eastern Catholic churches in America had a very, very unique and marvelous opportunity recently. My eparchy, and we call our diocese and the Eastern churches, we call them eparchies because usually they're larger territories where the Eastern churches are more sparsely populated in most areas of the world, and therefore they have larger territories. So we tend to call our territories eparchies, which is basically a diocese, but they can be very large. Some of them can be an entire continent. That's right. Like the Romanian church has one diocese, one eparchy for the entire North America. Now, my eparchy of Parma has 12 states in its eparchy, but all of the Eastern Catholic churches, regardless of how densely or sparsely they're populated, we had a special opportunity. My eparchy of Parma, which is a suburb of Cleveland, Ohio, that's where my eparchy is centered, my bishop is, it's Cleveland area, but it takes up the 12 states in the Midwest. We hosted and celebrated the 50th anniversary of our founding as an eparchy. So we were founded in 1969. I was a teenager then, and I attended, watched our new bishop be installed as our new bishop of this new eparchy. I saw our cathedral being built. I saw it renovated. I saw all kinds of parishes popping up, all kinds of new ministries, all kinds of priests and seminarians, religious in and out. I saw religious ed programs. I was all a part of this. I was not only a witness, but I was also a part of it. And so was my family, very much a part of it. I was a part of it even as a child, as a teenager, then later on as an adult, then seminarian, and finally as a priest. So I was involved in all the dynamic areas of ministry that were being birthed and being developed since 1969 to the present, especially back in those early years. There was a lot of excitement there. And I have lots of memories, lots of experiences. In fact, I'm becoming a bit of a relic because there's a lot of people after me now who 
don't have these kind of experiences. They weren't around when the eparchy was first started. They're here, they're dedicated to it, but they have no reference point for it. So more and more, my experience is becoming more valuable, and I try to share that experience with the, especially with the seminarians and younger priests coming up behind me to help give them a reference point. But one of the many things that was marvelous about this experience and what was good for the Eastern churches is that Pope Francis's official representative for the Eastern churches, his name is Cardinal Sundry. You see, the way it works is there is a congregation, an Oriental congregation, meaning Eastern congregation that is the Vatican's arm that oversees the Eastern Catholic churches. And there is a cardinal who is ahead of that congregation, and his name is Cardinal Sandri. He's actually Spanish, but he, of course, is in Rome. And he came to our 50th anniversary as basically the head of all the Eastern Catholic churches, at least in terms of the Vatican administration goes. He reports directly to Pope Francis. He came with his secretary, his Chard Affairs, and also bishops came from different parts of Europe. These parts of Europe is where the Byzantine Catholic churches originated. The Byzantine church came originally from an area which is now Turkey, Istanbul. At that time, it was Constantinople. And from there, missionaries went into Europe, especially the areas of Central and Eastern Europe, and they brought the Byzantine style of Christianity there. And that's where my heritage is. So many bishops from the eastern part of Europe, the central part of Europe, for instance, Hungary and Ukraine and Romania, Slovakia, they came and attended this 50th anniversary. Now that is saying something, because keep in mind, (laughs) Europe has churches that are hundreds of years old, and they consider that to be young. (laughs) So here we were celebrating our 50th, which to them would be no great shakes in comparison. But they did take it very seriously and very respectfully and very deferentially for us. They came all the way from their different eparchies in Europe, which are much older than ours. And they came to celebrate this 50th anniversary of our young, really relatively young, eparchy. Also, they went the next day to celebrate the 50th anniversary of our eparchy of Pittsburgh, which at the same time that my own eparchy was formed in 1969, the eparchy of Pittsburgh became a metropolia. Metropolia means the designation of a little greater status, and the bishop for the metropolia is usually an archbishop. So it gave our church a little greater status jurisdictionally. So they celebrated 50 years, two 50-year celebrations. This all happened in 1969. And when the entourage came from Rome, along with the other bishops from the other countries, and other priests too, and seminarians came as well, I have to admit that, and this is something that I, I would hope would happen a lot more in the church, East and West, because we know these bishops and we know the administration of the Oriental Congregation, for instance, Cardinal Sandri, we just kind of know them from afar, kind of remotely, especially Cardinal Sandri and the Oriental Congregation. We just see them as the administration, the administrate over us here in America. And there isn't a lot of familiarity on the human level. And what happened was there was a profound sense of our being 
one, of our being together, of our being family. It's like that big ocean that separates us, that big Atlantic Ocean that separates Europe and, and North America. It's like it, it disappeared and the two continents fused together. And we had such commonality between us and a great spirit. Everybody was very deferential. The cardinal spoke to us very eloquently. He fielded our questions, even answered questions from the children. And I have to admit that there was, for the first time, a profound and very, to me, a very warm sense of bridging that gap, that those in Rome are not just these anonymous big administrators, bureaucrats. Yes, there is that dimension. You could see some of it in them, and maybe I should use the word diplomats, because they have to be diplomatic. They deal with the whole world and all kinds of problems and, and different kinds of nuances and cultures and cultural understanding. So yes, Rome has to be very diplomatic, and indeed they were. We kind of in America, that sort of grinds on us. We are much more direct in America, but they have to be diplomatic, but very deferential. So they had that, but nonetheless, they were very, very human, very cordial, very warm. And the cardinal himself addressed our people, our faithful, but also he addressed privately the clergy. And I want to share with you some of the things he said. And one of the things he talked about was fidelity and the sense of communion, he stressed the fact that although they're in Rome and there's the Pope way out there and way up there, and here we are in the trenches of parish life, us little peon priests and pastors just trying to survive, trying to hopefully make our churches thrive, but survival is enough of a challenge in itself these days, and all the things that we face, that there is a communion between us. There's a unity between us, and they are there to help us and to encourage us. And in fact, the cardinal did. He basically, in a sense, put a challenge to the Eastern churches. He said to us, you know, you hold in your hand like a precious bird. Now, what do you want to do with that bird? Do you want to kill it, strangle it, or do you want to let it fly? He fielded our questions. Uh, obviously, some of them were pretty bold, about the situations we're facing and how does Rome look at us and what can Rome do with us and does Rome understand us? Kind of some pointed questions you might expect from us that kind of were reflective of a bit of a gap between Rome and us, but that gap was, was certainly closed a lot by the Cardinal because he told us that if we as Eastern Catholic churches simply become the best of ourselves, that if we just take this little bird very seriously, this precious bird, and really let it fly, just focus on that, that we will see that many of the problems will, will be solved or won't be so front and center in our minds, that if we just pursue who we really are, dig down into our riches as an Eastern church. And he said, because those riches are essential to the world. And he said specifically our own particular church. Mine is the Ruthenian jurisdiction. Ruthenian refers to, actually it's an anglicized word of the word Rusin, which means sons of Rus. Those were the people, the Slavic people that occupied the area that is now Central and Eastern Europe in the Tatra Mountains and Lower Tatra Mountains, which are called the Carpathian Mountains. Those people go back many centuries, and they were a peoples, but they never had their own country. So they were ruled by various countries. The borders kept changing over top of them. So they were a peoples, something like the Palestinians in the Middle East. They have a peoples, but they never had officially their country. 
So the Ruthenians were the original people in that area, and because they didn't have a country, Light of they the East were mission a bit of a diaspora. Is Christianity's words, reunion, and to tell the story of the eastern lung of the Catholic Church, Romania, we need your support Hungary, in order Slovakia, to keep Light of the East so on the air. So you can make a donation now by going to ByzantineCatholic.com or ByzantineCatholic.com and then donate securely using any major credit card. And he tell us about Light of the East. Well, the anniversary of the Fest, we have which is a festival for the entire family, where you'll enjoy music, the grand cash raffle with over $15,000, dollars in the we have to believe that, a beer garden, and we have children's to live like family events, that. great food, and that will take care of a multitude of concerns, Prairie he said. Kicks when we come back, Friday, we'll talk August more 9th about at 5 this PM, really when you can enjoy the musical duo Common Allies, then at 7.30, the dignitaries from Rome, the coast's tribute to the Beatles, Saturday, August 10th, his family day as Prairie Fest kicks I'm off at noon with music from East. Matthew Rich, a magic act, a board painting class, and classic cars. Fast forward to 4 p.m. to enjoy the music group JT Acoustic. Then at 7.30, five guys named Mo will camp off this fantastic family day. Sunday is Polka Day from 11 a.m. till 5 p.m. with Tony Plazonchek's new phase kicking the day off at 11. While you're enjoying all this music, food, and fun at Prairie Fest, I'll take you on a guided tour of our beautiful prairie, and you can tour Annunciation Church's breathtaking interior. All are welcome to attending Byzantine Catholic Liturgy or Mass Saturday night at 11 and Sunday morning at 10. Any Catholic in good standing may receive Holy Communion. Bring your family and friends for a great time at Prairie Fest, Friday through Sunday, August 9th through the 11th at Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church, 14610 Wilcook Road in Homer Glen, Illinois. For complete details, visit ByzantineCatholic.com. That's ByzantineCatholic.com for Prairie Fest. You're, you're listening to Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Welcome back to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Lowe, your host, talking about a wonderful, unifying, and really really a heartwarming, bridge-building, gap-closing experience of the 50th anniversary of my diocese, or eparchy of Parma, where we hosted many dignitaries, bishops, seminarians, priests, laity from different parts of the world, but in particular, the Pope's representative, Cardinal Sandri. Before I talk more about that, I just want to remind all of you about, speaking of Annunciation Parish and my eparchy, we're having our annual Prairie Fest Friday to Sunday, August 9th, 10th, and 11th of this year. You can find out more about it by going to byzantinecatholic.com, byzantinecatholic.com. It's a great, great three days of nonstop music, great, great family affairs there, all kinds of family events and children's events. We give tours of the prairie. I give them myself. We give tours of our church. You can see all of our iconography, learn about the Byzantine church. So come on down. Friday to Sunday, August 9th through the 11th. Go to ByzantineCatholic.com to learn more. I was mentioning before the break about the message that the Cardinal brought to us, which is basically the message from Pope Francis himself. It was a message of encouragement. And the Cardinal talked about this word fidelity. And he says that we have fidelity first and foremost to God, because he said God is always faithful to us. 
Then he said, we have a fidelity or a communion with our bishop and to one another. In other words, he's kind of going down the levels. And then to the people of God. He was really emphasizing faithfulness and communion. In other words, a sense of unity, of being one, being basically on the same team, and how that needs to be preserved and, and, and accentuated and developed. And he said that our church, especially our Eastern Catholic churches, have to really keep asking the questions, how do we reach people through our particular tradition? In other words, that's our vehicle. We are Eastern churches. We certainly avail ourselves of the riches of the Latin rite, as they do for us, but we, of course, have to be ourselves. Like man and woman, they avail the gifts of one another, but at the same time, they can't be one another. A woman is a woman, man is a man, and so they have to be the best version of their manhood and their womanhood. The same thing with the churches East and West. In our case, it's the Church of the East, the Eastern Catholic Churches. So the Cardinal said that we, we need to really believe that we have something to offer that is significant and to ask ourselves, how can we reach people through our specific traditions, our specific gifts and strengths? And he said, and of course he's echoing one of Pope Francis's favorite words, we have to exude, first and foremost, we have to exude the joy of Christ. He says, no one's going to come to our church, no matter what we have, if we don't exude the joy of Christ. And he said, we must have a very good witness so that we can grow and not disappear. Now, that last word is very important because the cardinal knows and we certainly express that to him, that the Eastern Catholic churches are very, very small, comparatively, very, very small, and many times very sparse, and sometimes rather weak in resources in terms of people, priests, money. Not everywhere, but in many cases, in many areas of the world. Furthermore, the Eastern Catholic churches are a bit of an anomaly or problem, consideration, concern, topic, whatever you want to call it, of ecumenical dialogue between the Eastern Orthodox churches and the Roman Catholic Church. There's a question of where is our place? Because the Eastern Catholic churches came from the Orthodox churches. We were the Orthodox churches, or parts of them that reunited with Rome starting in the 15th, 16th, 17th centuries. So we come to the church that is basically a Roman Catholic church, reunite ourselves with it. We're, we're this very, very small minority, and we're different. And our spiritual liturgical heritage is that of the Orthodox churches. So who are we? What is our place, really? And where do we fit into the ecumenical dialogue? We oftentimes become really a, a topic of great consternation. The Orthodox churches, by and large, do not like to acknowledge this union that happened between parts of them, meaning us, the Eastern Catholic churches, and Rome. They're kind of bitter about that. They don't want to see that kind of model. They, they think there was a sort of a betrayal. Now, we don't see it that way. We see ourselves as, considering the circumstances at the time, there are many historical circumstances, we see ourselves as following up on previous councils, like the Council of Lyon and the Council of Florence, which happened centuries ago, which were attempts at reunion. They came very close. We see ourselves as following the gospel, that we must all be one, united, different, but yet one. We see ourselves as Eastern Catholics as the church as it was before the Great Schism in 1054 AD. In other words, the church that existed for a thousand years. We have to remember, unity between East and West 
however imperfect it may have become, still there was unity, there was communion between East and West, the churches of the East and the churches of the West for a thousand years. This is no small fact here. This is to be respected. And so we see ourselves as part of that, or kind of a renewal of that. But we also wonder about how both sides see us, the Roman Catholic Church and the Orthodox Church. Do they want us to exist? Are we just in the way? In fact, that was the actual question I posed to Cardinal Sandri. I asked him, and I mentioned we, we posed very bold questions to him, not antagonistic, just very honest. And he was very honest with us and very gracious. I asked him, as a matter of fact, I was the first hand that went up. I said, your eminence, how are we seeing ecumenical dialogue as Eastern Catholic churches? What is our place? Are we to be suppressed? Should we get out of the way? Are we seen as valuable? And he says, yes, the Eastern Catholic churches are indeed a real concern when it comes to ecumenical dialogue between the Orthodox Church and the Roman Catholic Church. However, he said, it's all about being the best that you can be. It's all about seeing that you do have something to offer, that you are significant. And he said, if you don't believe that, yes, you will disappear, basically on our own, not because anyone got rid of us. Sometimes we think maybe the Roman Catholic Church or the Orthodox churches would rather just see us out of the way because we're in the way of union between the two of them. We don't really have a lot to base this on. In other words, neither Well, the Roman Catholic Church certainly has never said that about us. The Orthodox churches have indicated that they do see us in the way. We understand that. We understand that. However, we do see ourselves differently. And we have to keep seeing ourselves that way, as the Cardinal said in his answer to me. So he said, you have to exude joy. You have to believe in yourselves. Believe you have something to offer. Max it out, basically, as we might say in American language. You know, be the best that you can be. Max it out. And he talked about the ways in which we can evangelize. In fact, he said, you know, that iconography, our tradition of icons, is an excellent way of evangelizing. Because he says there's a, there's a meeting point there. As the Western church has become more and more appreciative of icons, it's one of the riches of the East. And so we have convergence points there. We can convey who we are, convey that we're worth something. We have something to offer to the West through things like iconography. He mentioned that itself, that that is not a small thing, that is a very significant thing. And he kept emphasizing that the important thing is this sense of communion between, first of all, us and God, as God is faithful to us, and being in communion with Rome, with the bishops, with one another, with the people of God. And that, if we understand that, that will help us work towards communion with those who are separated from us and we are separated from them. So basically, it was a positive message of, you know what, just focus on what is right and good and positive and enjoy it, you relish it, 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 you know, celebrate it, share it, proclaim it to the world. You know, that kind of thing is actually very catchy. It's hard to be resistant to something that is very enthusiastic, very exciting, very full of dynamism and life. And that's basically what his message was to us. That's the Pope's message. That's the message of of the Cardinal to us Eastern Catholic churches. And when you think about it, it's almost a very obvious message, a very simple one, but one that's very exciting to me. I came away from this 50th thing that there was a greater sense of unity between our church here in America and Rome. There was a much greater sense of family, of kind of being on the same team in the same house and kind of loving each other. There was a lot of graciousness. And I was amazed at how well 
and how much they knew about us here in America. Oh yeah, there were people from Rome, dignitaries who knew who I was, in fact, pulled me aside and talked to me about things that I do, which I was surprised at, little old me. So they sort of spy on us, but in a good way. And that's part of that unity. One thing I have learned as a priest over the years, they say that it's a small world. You know, it's really a very small church. And that helps us to all become family. Thank you for listening. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. To hear Light of the East again, visit ByzantineCatholic.com and click on the Features and Programs tab and on iTunes. Thank you for listening to Light of the East. We encourage you to tell a friend about Light of the East and to visit ByzantineCatholic.com. Light of the East is produced by ADC Media. overwhelming peace the other day where I felt God's presence very powerfully. That's something called spiritual consolation. In those moments, God makes it easy for us to have the right perspective on life. The next day was rough. I was hit with some really hard news that turned me upside down. You know what I did? I remembered that moment of peace from the day before, and I chose to dwell in that peace. God doesn't just give us moments of spiritual consolation so we can remember them and long for them. He gives us those moments so we can recall them into the present. In a marriage, that time you fell in love, that's not something for the past. There's sweet memories that we recall throughout marriage that feed the whole marriage. So it is with God. In the hard times, recall the way He's shown you His love in the blessed times. Don't just go to your happy place, go to your God space, and you'll find the right perspective again. This is Chris Stefanik from ReallifeCatholic.com on EWTN Radio. Thank you for listening. Next week, we will return to the light of the East. To learn more about Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish, visit our website, byzantinecatholic.com, where you will also find an archive of all of our programs. In order to continue Light of the East with its mission of Christianity's reunion, we need your support with a donation. Any amount will be a blessing. Please make out a check to Light of the East Radio and send it to Light of the East, 14610 Will Cook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. That's Light of the East, 14610 Wilcook Road, spelled W-I-L-L-C-O-O-K Road, Homer Glen, Illinois. Or donate online on the homepage of ByzantineCatholic.com. From the Light of the East, a new dawn of unity is in sight. God bless you, go with God, and may God grant you many happy years. Oh!